Good morning, Highlight Church. Come on, let's put our hands together. Let's celebrate. We're in the house. Thank you guys so much for, for being with us this morning. And uh, to all of our first-time guests, thank you all for being here as well. You got out here. It's chilly. It's cloudy. It's rainy. But you're, you made it to the house of God, and that's what's important. So we celebrate you today. Um, today is also just real special. I rarely do I announce this, but I'm going to make a habit of it more often. Today is uh, Shadow Sunday for new superheroes. So the Lord, come on, we thank God for you. If it's your first time uh, serving or your first Shadow Day, uh, we thank the Lord for you for serving and stepping up. And uh, you were a part of our October Super Steps. And uh, we thank God for you. We're, we're getting stronger, we're growing, and we're moving forward and in all, all, all that good stuff. Uh, we, we do have, I typically don't do this either, but I just think it's, it's an honor. Uh, we, we do have uh, the Life Church Memphis is here. So Pastor Mundo. And we call him Pretty Ricky. Yeah, so, yeah, he's good looking, man. So they're out, they're out of Memphis, and uh, they've been pouring into our process so, so much. And uh, a lot of what we get to experience here, they have really had a, a hand in it. And so we thank God for them. Let's give the Life Church Memphis a hand, Pastor Mundo. And, and um, Pastor John Siebling, he's the lead pastor. He's an amazing leader, an amazing, uh, just world-class, one of the best communicators in the world. You really ought to check him out, the Life Church Memphis. But... Uh, we're so glad you're here. A couple announcements before we get into the word. Um, today, I'm sure we've already heard, but today is trunk or treat. Prayerfully, prayerfully, you know, we're asking God to move those clouds and move the, the water out the way. And, uh, and, and so that's going to be fun. So hopefully your kids came and, and they have their costumes. We have a lot of candy prepared for them. We're going to give them candy and a kitty and send them on home with you. And, and uh, you'll be good. And then... Um, and then our second announcement is hangs with pastors. Um, after our second experience at 1230, uh, we would love to have you. If you have any questions, we're going to be sharing the vision and the heartbeat and the culture of Highlight Church. I, I just think it's a perfect environment. If you have any questions to come and, and see what we're all about, uh, we're going to provide lunch and all that good stuff. So let's go ahead and, and, and let's get into the word of God. I want to give you context before we jump into uh, our main scripture. And so we are a note-taking church. I encourage you wherever you are to, to lean in and get your phones out, get some pen and notepads and, and, and let's go. So I want to give you context, though. We're going to jump in where Paul, Paul was called by Jesus Christ to share the gospel with Gentiles. And so if you're not Jewish, you are considered a Gentile. And he was going all throughout the empire of Rome. I mean, he thousands of miles by foot and by boat and by horse, and he was just going all over the place through the Roman Empire to share about Jesus Christ. And um, would you know it, that preaching about Jesus landed him in prison, landed him in prison. And so um, during one of his missionary trips, he planted a church in the city of Philippi. Now, Philippi, or the Philippian church, was the first church in European history. And so he started that church, and when he was in prison, they sent him a financial gift. They sent him a financial gift. And so he's writing a letter called Philippians, or the word is epistle. It means letter. He's writing a letter to thank them for their support 
and, and, and many scholars believe that the book of Philippians is his most joyous letter. So it really shows us that, you know, even in our worst scenario, we can still have joy yeah. on the inside. He, I mean, he's in chains and he's in fetters and he's just like, I need my parchments and, my, you know, just he's, he's writing and, and all that good stuff. And so we're going to we're going to jump in right here. And this is going to be our anchor verse, Philippians 1.27. And he puts emphasis when he says these two words, above all. So here it is, Philippians 1.27. He says this here, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, because we don't know if this is going to be Paul's last letter. We believe that it is. He doesn't know if he's going to get out of prison or not. I will know that you are standing together. Someone say together. together. In one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Which is the good news. I love that. He, he says, above all, here it is. Write this down. Live as citizens of heaven. We are in a series called Kingdom. And, and Paul is saying, this might be my last letter. And so a final piece of encouragement I want to give you is to live like you're, you're from heaven. You've been born again. You've received the spirit of God. And why does he tell us to, to live as citizens from heaven? It's because here it is. It's because you have influence. You, you, have, you have the power and the capacity to impact change. You have the power and the capacity to lift people to tear people down. You have the power and the capacity to lift an organization, to lift an atmosphere. A lot of times, I, I say, especially for church, here it is, I believe that church is what you make it. You know, I, I think when we come through the double doors and we come through the lobby and all that stuff, I, I think we come in with this idea that if I just get to church, maybe I'll feel better. I think, I think that church and anything in life is what you make it. It's, it's not as much what happens to you as much as it is as how you respond yeah. what happens to you. And so he says, live, above all, live as citizens of heaven. Why? Because you have the power to impact change in, in society. And I mean, COVID-19, I mean, you know, when, when it hit in March, if you would go back with me, uh, March of, of 2020, um, you remember the, the lockdown. You know, well, we heard the news about it in China. And so I don't know about you, like, I'm, I'm all American. I just think we have this force field around us. I'm like, oh, it's, it's in China. It won't, you know, it won't, it won't make it over here. And it made it. Like, oh, it's, it's in New York. It won't, you know, it won't make it. Then it, 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 kept, it kept on going, and then they, the lockdown happened. What in the world is this mess? A lockdown. You could get anywhere in this city in, in three or four minutes because no one was on the road. You would ride and it was you'll be at a red light and the tumbleweed would go by. I'm like, it's it's January. How do we have tumbleweed? Because no one's <laughs> no one's on the road, right? And so we, you know, and then the six six feet came into play and then the mask, right? And so the mask slowed the spread of the virus. Right. And we, we know that's true. We know that that's important. But the mask has not had the capacity to slow the spread of fear. Um, it hasn't had the capacity to slow the spread of anxiety and, and depression. You really ought to research the stats out there on anxiety and depression and how 
all of that has gone through, gone through the roof, more, more specifically in young adults. It, it definitely hasn't slowed the spread of division. Division. And, and all of this darkness and discouragement, and we're all burdened, and it's been a heavy year, it's been a tough year. But, but how, how many of you know that, that tough times provide a phenomenal opportunity for the people of God? So, so, so Paul says, above all, he, he's saying this while he's in shackles and chains. He said, above all, live as citizens, conducting yourselves. So your behavior should be as someone that's from heaven, that, that's, that's born again. And, and this is the way I think about it. Go ahead and write this down. I believe that kingdom people are the solution to society's problems. I, that, that's what I believe. Kingdom people, and that's the name of this, this message. I haven't given you a name and a title in a long time, but that's the title. Kingdom people. Kingdom people are the solution to society's problems. And, and, and while, the, the, you know, while the mass may be stopping or slowing the spread of the virus, it, it can't slow the spread of your influence. And, and so if, if I have influence, and if you have influence, and if you have influence, and if my wife has influence, you know, what happens when we band together and, and we exercise a, a kingdom, kingdom conduct and we carry ourselves in a way that exemplifies that we are the people of God? We could turn this world up. The Bible actually says in Acts, as they were getting out the gospel, the acts of the Holy Spirit through them, it says that these are the men and the women who have turned the world upside down. So, so I just think we, Paul is saying, look, I'm in prison, but let me give you a perspective. You can, you can shift this thing. And so I believe God is calling us to spread three things, to spread three things. As, as fear and anxiety ramp up, we need to be out there spreading spreading some goodness and go ahead and write these things down number one god is calling us to spread honor honor the word honor means to to give weight or to or to give value to people to give weight and and i want to encourage you to do that unconditionally this is the way i see it people shouldn't have to earn your honor I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I've heard you got to earn my respect. No, no, that's, that's not biblical. That's not, that's, that's not God. You know what I mean? We're all toe up from the floor. You know, we're all sinners. And Jesus came in just, you know, healing us and, and encouraging us and feeding us. He just gave us honor. So I, I don't know you. I don't respect you. I, that's not biblical. So I want to encourage us that we, we need to spread honor. Here it is. Go ahead and write this down. This isn't a point but we need to spread honor unconditionally. Now, now, people can damage that honor. People can damage that respect, but just at the onset, you want to give people honor. And the scripture talks about honoring parents, and it, and it goes beyond yes, ma'am, yes, sir. It actually goes into taking care of them if you can financially, being there for them physically as they get older. The Bible talks about honoring children. Don't provoke them to anger, Paul says. Uh, the Bible talks about honoring your leaders your coworkers, your supervisors, your spiritual leaders. <laughs> the Bible talks about honoring your government officials. Can I get an amen? Uh, don't worry, I'm going to get into it. We're, we're just, y'all might not like me after today, so it's going to be all good. Here it is, First Peter, one of Paul's good friends and G- Jesus' number one guy. He says this here, First Peter 2.17, he says, respect everyone. Hold on, Peter. 
is there a disclaimer there or respect everyone if they respect you? Respect everyone if they treat you well? Oh, no, I can't see it. All right, here it is. And love the church, the family of believers. Fear only God. And respect the king. For us, you can throw the president in there. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go. All right, no, no, let me behave. We got Here it is. This is what I want to encourage you with. Vote your values, but more importantly, value other voters. And in this season of division and tension, vote your values, but more importantly, value other voters. One is purely values, what you believe, your convictions, how you feel about certain things. The other side of the same coin has to do with people. And, and, and God died for people. He didn't die for politics. He didn't. He, he died for people. And so vote your values. One side of the same coin. Here it is. The greatest way. Here it is. If we're talking about honor, spreading honor, the greatest way to honor God in this season, if you haven't voted yet during this election, is to align your values with the word of God. Make sure. I really want to encourage you in this season before you go and vote. If you haven't voted yet, is to is to see what the word of God has to say about certain issues. Get some spiritual counsel. Um, fast. Pray before you vote. Pray before you post. Pray before you comment. And and, and the Holy Spirit is going to help help direct you. There, there are some top issues out there. Racial inequality. What does the scripture say about it? Um, abortion. What does the scripture say about it? Uh, the economy. What principles does the scripture have in it about the economy? Um, immigration. What does the scripture say about it? In which there's always a due process for immigration. Even in the scripture, there was due process in Moses's day for immigration. And so you really want God's heart for it. And this is why this is important. Go ahead and write this down. Because God only honors his word. God only honors his word. And so, yeah, everything, everything that exists is, it's always spiritual warfare. We, we make laws, God has his word, but there's always some spiritual warfare going on that the kingdom of heaven is attempting to influence through the faith and the decisions of man. We just did a series called By Faith. And I was telling a superhero last Sunday that I think we're going to do a, a faith call, a series called Faith Is. And what faith is, faith is an action. And so anytime you vote for something on that ballot, you're taking a, a, a step of faith. That, that's an act of faith. And so you really got to align yourself. D- does God agree with the fact that up until nine months you can abort a child? I don't think so. As a matter of fact, Proverbs says that God hates hands that shed innocent blood. But on the flip side of that coin, this is what I've always preached. This isn't on my notes, so I know the Holy Spirit's moving. On the flip side of that coin, we ought not judge people who have had abortions. There's some brokenness there. There's a void there. And they need to know how much Christ loves them. And so, yeah, come on, come on. And you know what I mean? So I know it gets kind of sensitive and kind of walking on eggshells with it. But, you know, just vote your values. Here it is. And the other side is value voters. 
there are going to be people that you like, that you work with, people you're related to, and they're going to vote on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, you're going to vote left, they're going to vote right. You're going to vote right, they're going to vote left. And, and so, so what we want to do now is we want to, we want to be good listeners. We, we want to listen well. Spread honor. I want to hear you out. We want to listen well. We want to be peacemakers. We're not the people that go back and forth and, and, and cause a riffraff about it. We're not the people who walk out the house and slam the door and we're upset because they're voting Trump and we're voting Biden or whatever. No, no, we're, we're going to listen. We're going to talk. We're going to listen. Then we're going to speak truth in love. So, so don't, be a, don't be afraid to speak up. Just, just, well, this is what I believe and this is why I slant this way. And, and I hope we can honor each other. We, we just had a visitor in our home about two or three weeks ago and they're voting on one side and, and we express why we're voting on the other side. And they're just surprised, like, what's going on? Like, you know, all your life, you know, you, you've been kind of this side of things and so on and so forth. And we just had a discussion about it. We think that if, if we're not careful during this election, a lot of things during this election will determine the next few decades of America. And, and you really got to be looking at what these parties are rooted in. And, and, and so we, we just told her, I can't vote the way we've always voted. We really got to assess the situation. But it was a very respectful discussion, and we went away with some understanding, and it was all good. Jesus says this in Matthew 5, verse 9. God blesses those, here it is, who work for peace. So, so this is so good. You know, Jesus doesn't lie. God's blessing, his tangible blessing, favor, protection, provision, his presence, rest on the lives of those who work for peace. Now, let's think about this. This is crazy. Because when you think about peace, Pastor Chow, you just think like, ah, this peace. It comes so easy. It's peace. No, no, no. Peace has to be worked for. Spreading honor. Because you're either a a citizen of the kingdom or you're a citizen of the world, that already causes tension because the deal is, is which kingdom is driving your mentality? If, if, if the kingdom of heaven is driving my mentality, I now have to enter the situation being the peacemaker. If, if you're already tense and you're ready for an argument, you're ready to throw blows, you're ready for this, I already have to enter in with a, a peacemaking posture, right? So he says, work for peace, and you will be called the children of God. One of the greatest ways you're going to reach people in your sphere of influence during the season is how you conduct yourselves. Not by winning an argument. Don't, don't, let's not, let's not be argument winners. Let's be soul winners. Come on, come on. Come on. It, do, it doesn't matter. Like, well, I can't believe you're voting that way. And that's how we all break out, and that's it. No, let's be soul winners. One of the saddest things I think is occurring, I shared this, I think, at a team night or a prayer night or something uh, recently, is um, that during the debates, the, 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 two, the top two candidates for, uh, for leadership in, in, in the 
world's most powerful nation, at the end of debating and exchanging, we as their followers, right, we as their citizens, we don't get a chance to see them come together and shake hands and hug. And that's just good old sportsmanship. But the, the spiritual seed that that's depositing in America, it, we just, we kind of miss it, but the implications are vast. You know, it's like, uh, 2.5 million, uh, Ukraine. Oh, man, just shut up, man. Oh, yeah, tell him to shut up, Biden. And then after that, where's the, where's the closure? And, and, and so what's that? That's saying, yeah, we just argue. I don't honor you, and I'm going to beat you, and we're going to win, right? And it's like, no, I don't want them. So we as kingdom people, we, we got to spread honor. The second thing we got to spread is number two, unity. Unity. Paul says for one spirit, one purpose. One spirit, one purpose. The, the tension is so thick. It's so thick. Be it, be it the racial division, be it political, be it, be it COVID-19. It's just thick this year. You know, you go into a store and people don't even want to look at you. It's like, I, I didn't think that was a form of transmission, looking at each other. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you can look at me. We can smile, you know. Like, Might catch it through my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's thick. It's thick. It's thick. Go ahead and write this down. Division is, is, is kind of the thing right now. And division, here it is. You probably never thought about this. But all forms of division are rooted in fear. I'm, I'm going to bring this on. All forms of division are rooted in fear. And division always results in fear. I, I'll put it to you this way. It always results in fear. I'll put it to you this way. If, just hypothetically, if my party wins, then your party is out of control and your worst nightmares will come true over the next four years. That's why we fight so hard and argue. If your party wins, then my party loses the House, the Senate, the White House, and I'm out of control, and my worst nightmares are going to come true for the next four years. Both result in fear. So on the front end, we fight, we bicker, we punch. On the other end, we're just fearful of the results that are going to come to be. I, I love it, the, the prophet Daniel in, in the Old Testament Bible. Um, the children of God were exiled. They were taken away from, from Israel by King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Follow me now. This is so applicable to today. And King Nebuchadnezzar, he came into Israel and he ramshacked it, destroyed the temple of God where they worshiped. He killed a lot of the people of God and he took he took some of the top-tier talent in Israel. Daniel found favor with the Lord, and, and a few of his friends found favor with the Lord. And they were raised up in leadership under King Nebuchadnezzar, who was a devil-worshipping, idol-worshipping king that had taken their people away from their home. Daniel rose up in leadership. And so one particular evening, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and this dream bothers him, and um, he, he, he's asking all the astrologers and all the magicians for the, 
for the interpretation of the dream. They can't give it to him in Babylon. And so Daniel and the Hebrew boys, they go to God and they pray that like, God, please give us the interpretation because if we don't, Nebuchadnezzar is going to kill us. So the Bible says that God gave Daniel the interpretation of the dream. And, and this was Daniel's response. Now, th this is a, a verse I, I stand on during seasons like this, heavy political seasons like this. This is a verse that, that you got to stand on. This was his response to God. He says this in Daniel chapter 2. He said, praise the name of God forever and ever. For he has all wisdom and power. Watch this. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. Somebody say this. He controls the course of world's events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. So this is the way I see it. We should vote. People die so we can vote. All that. I vote, you vote, we vote, the popular count comes in, the electoral count comes in, none of it matters, because it's God who removes presidents and sets presidents. So I didn't, I didn't want him to be the president, I didn't want that person to be the senator. You, you, didn't, you didn't put them there. Well, Hillary won the popular. We need to get rid of the Electoral College. Had Trump won the popular and Hillary won the Electoral, he still would have been president. Because God sets the president. As a matter of fact, God said in the book of Daniel, I, I've actually called Nebuchadnezzar. And I've established him as king in this season to bring Israel back to me. And I know he's evil, and I know he's vicious, but God uses anyone to get his people's attention and to bring them back to him. We got to get this. And, and so as kingdom people, we, we, we understand that the Democratic Party is not in control, nor is the Republican Party in control, but the kingdom of heaven is, is, is what's in control. And as kingdom people, we unify around and we push forward the kingdom's agenda in the world, which is the good news of Jesus Christ. So we unify around that. In Ephesians 4, the same author, Paul, he was writing to the church in Ephesus. And, and he says this here in verse 3. He says, make every effort. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Lean into this. Make every effort. That sounds like work. To keep yourselves unified in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future, eternity. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all in all and living through all. So, so this is the takeaway here. Um, before I'm a black man, I'm a Christian. Before I'm a white man, I'm a Christian. Before I'm Latino, Latina, Hispanic, I'm a Christian. Before I'm a Democrat, I'm a Christian. Before I'm a Republican, I'm a Christian. Before I'm old or young, I'm a Christian. Before I'm rich or middle class or poor, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I am 
a faith-filled believer and follower of Jesus Christ. That is my identity. Any other label is temporary and can be removed at any other time. But, but, but I'm a Christian, and so now we unify around the common thread, and that's Christ. That's the fact that Christ died for us so that our sins would be forgiven. And we push that agenda forward. So whether you're in the hospital or, or in politics or, or you're in, in education or you're in this or that, whatever you're doing, just glorify Jesus. Shine the light of Christ. You may be Democrat. I may be Republican. But before all that, just make sure you're shining Jesus over here. And I'll be shining Jesus over here because we're all on the same team and we're all pushing forward. The third thing that God is calling us to spread in this season is good news. Good news. Good news. I remember I, it was the, the day after election day in 2016. And I, I went into a, a restaurant local here, downtown Crown. And uh, so b- behind their bar, I wanted a burger and, you know, I ordered and I went in to pick up my burger. And uh, behind their bar, they had their TVs on and the election results were up. Like I said, it was the day afterwards. And so um, you see the, the results, and they had all but just elected President Trump as, as president. And, and it was a day just like today. It was cloudy and chilly, and it was just like today. It was a little drizzle. Just wanted a burger, you know what I mean? And so I came on in, and you, you, know, you saw the hostess and, and the waiters. Yeah, we'll, we'll be with you soon, sir. Your burgers, you know, we're packing it up. looking up at the TV. Uh, I mean, you, you heard the, the moaning and, and the groaning and the, you saw the, the visible sadness and anger on people's face. It's like 95% of everyone in that, in that store was just mad. And, and, and the, the atmosphere was just down. And, and it was all because One man was set in a, in a position of power. But it affected everyone's, as Dr. Evil would call it, no, 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 Austin Powers, mojo. You know, they, they lost all, all peace, all joy, all happiness. And um, I was cool. <laughs> and I was cool because I, I know who's on the throne. I, I, know, I know who sits on the throne of the kingdom of heaven. And, and I know that same king who sits on the throne, no matter who's in office or, or what party is in power, I know he has a plan. And, and we're called to, here it is, live by faith in that plan and spread that good news in our interaction as citizens of the kingdom everywhere we go. We ought to be telling people, I know things haven't turned out well for you this year, but you know, it's going to work out. God is faithful. God is good. I even think I told the God who gave me my my bag, you okay? He said, oh, man, this is crazy, man. This is is bonkers. It's going to be all right, bro. Not the worst day ever. It's going to be all right because he has a plan. He's in control. 
to trust that, believe that. And now the next step as citizens of heaven, not of this world, it is to is to spread that. I want to give you a few promises from God's word. Here it is. Instead of catching COVID, go ahead and catch this. Be infected with these promises. Here it is. Jeremiah 29, 11, your favorite verse. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a hope in the future. He has a plan. He has a plan. Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So here it is, here it is. God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. No matter who's in the White House, God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. He has a plan, he has a plan, he has a plan. Now what do you do? You, you catch that, you breathe that in. And we unify around that and we gather around that and collectively we spread that. That God has a plan and it's gonna work out for your good. Let's put our hands together for God's word. Come on, we're gonna spread that. We're gonna spread good news in this season. We're gonna push for kingdom agenda in this season. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. You are a faithful God, and we love you. We love you for that. We thank you, God, that you are on the throne, and you are in control, and we give you all glory. We lay our burdens and our worries at your feet, and we trust that you're going to move in this season. If there is anyone who does not know Christ, their Lord and Savior, I just want to encourage you that God loves you. He sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for your sin. If today is the day that you want to make that decision and say, I'm going all in for Jesus. I want to be a kingdom person, a citizen of the kingdom. I want you to open your heart and just pray this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer of faith. Just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I thank you, Lord, for living a sinless life. And I believe that he died and that the Father rose him from the grave. I turn from my sin. I give you my heart. And I ask that you would fill me with your spirit. Father God, I love you. I love you. And I am yours. Give me the grace to glorify you all the days of my life. Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate big. Love you guys.